Greetings, soul family. This is Big G from the Cool Ass Conversations Podcast. Introducing the Frequency Forum Podcast with your hosts, Ashwin Nicole, Rico DeJesus, Miguel Rivera, and friends. Brought to you by Akashohana, which means soul family. Thank you for tuning in as we embark on another high-frequency conversation. All right, welcome back for another episode of the Frequency Forum. I am Ashua Nicole, and I'm here with Miguel Rivera, Betty George. We are going to talk about what happens and what we do when one door closes. And, you know, usually the saying is when one door closes, another one opens. But life isn't always that neat. And it's certainly not always that on cue, right? <laughs> so yeah. um, there are times when something is coming to an end or we are at our wits end with an experience that we must exit or we must change. And we don't have a clear something else to step into. And, you know, not everything requires that, but many of us are conditioned to feel like we need the security of knowing what our next step is, knowing where we're next, you know, knowing where our next house is or our next address is going to be, knowing where our next job is, knowing where our next relationship is, things like that. People are not very comfortable being in a space of ambiguity where the future is not yet clear, yet you, all you know is the finality of this, the experience you're having at that moment. So you know that, oh, I can't do, I can't stay here. I can't do what I've been doing. This isn't working for me. I can't accept this any longer. But sometimes what's next is not perfectly in focus. And so from a point of walking the path of mastery, understanding law of attraction, that's where it's critical that we are are trusting the process of life and you understand that you are your point of power at all times, um, that you don't have to have that crystal clear picture. You can sometimes step off into the nebulousness of an unfocused future because you know that it doesn't matter what it's going to be. It's going to be better than where I just left because this is how I'm claiming it. This is what I now require. The universe already knows what I want. I, my job is to take the first step and understanding the power in the movement that to allow your future, allow that next open door to appear is really dependent on your willingness to take action in the direction of what you know to be true without having all the details in front of you. Absolutely. I think uh, Martin Luther King said it best. You don't need to see the whole staircase to take the first step. (laughs) Yes. You don't, uh, you don't need that. And again, everybody knows, you know, it boils down to faith and, you know, what is faith? Believing in something that you, you know, you just can't see with your, with any of your senses. And I swear, it's funny you say that what you said, because I remember when the, the secret, because you mentioned law of attraction and when the mm-hmm. secret came out and all the people, they were saying, hey, this stuff doesn't work. This stuff doesn't work. What was interesting about that, about the people that said they didn't work was the part of them when they got the right mindset, they made the vision board, they wrote certain things down 
and things didn't work out a certain way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much that they had all these things. It was that their belief in the unknown wasn't there because immediately they'd be like, okay, yes, I got this. I, 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 you know, I have a thousand dollars. I have a thousand dollars. Then their friend calls them in an hour and says, hey, you want to go out to eat? And they're like, ooh, no, not, not, not today. Well, you just basically shifted that thing, that, that, that good feeling. It's believing in that thing. Like when things are not going to go a certain way ahead of time, Yep. Or they're not working out. It's the belief in what you want to see happen, what you expect to happen. Then things tend to go that way. But that oftentimes doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can attest to um, stepping out in faith yep. and reflecting. I think I may have been the queen of stepping out in faith because <laughs> living... I'm a Trinidadian. I'm from Trinidad and Tobago. And um, when I left my country, when I decided, okay, I was going to leave. And at that time, I was leaving for Venezuela. I was mm-hmm. le- leaving Trinidad to go to Venezuela. And I had left my job, the so-called secure government job that I had. I decided, okay, I was going to step out on faith. And I told my family, okay, I'm leaving and just got rid of everything. Had everybody come take whatever they want and just packed my suitcases up and left and went to Venezuela. And, um, but one of the things I was doing before that, I was learning Spanish. I was doing some classes. Venezuela was a great experience, but even during Venezuela, I decided I was going to go to Brazil and the way things, the way I did things, there were no plan B's. <laughs> there were no plan B's. There were just plan A. I was just doing this, you know, couldn't see anything. I was just tunnel vision. And I went to Brazil for a short time. And um, it was just the mindset in terms of doing things. Now, there were a lot of other factors, but still, there was only plan A. There were no plan B's as such. And um, I didn't let other people's beliefs or doubts or negativity filter into what I was doing. It just, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't an option. I even remember um, when in Brazil, I wanted to do the tourist thing, you know, go and see different areas. And everybody would tell you, don't go this area, don't go in that area. And I went in all the areas that they said not to go into. Now, that's too, probably some people would say stupidly, but I didn't know some of the places. And sometimes they say that um, ignorance is bliss <laughs> mm-hmm. because all that other stuff is not filtering and messing up, you know, the vision. So I went to a lot of places and had fun and had a good time because, as I said, it was just tunnel vision. I didn't let other things filter in. Mm-hmm. So that's one aspect of my life. Then after I decided, okay, from Brazil, I went back to Venezuela and decided, okay, um, I had outgrown Venezuela, time for another step, you know, another step in my life. And the next step was, or logical step was the States, United States. And I came to the States, packed everything, gave away everything, said, okay, I'm ready to leave. This is it. Mm-hmm. Came to the States. Um, and in doing so, There were a lot of lessons, but I chose to look at them as learning steps, steps that led me to the next step, 
you know, mm-hmm. so it has never been easy, but it was not a deterrent for me. It was just learning what not to do. So all this to say that I've always stepped out on faith. And even before that other door was fully open, I just charted my course in the sense that I just did it, you know, and trust that it would all work out no matter what. And I would just learn what not to do the next time. So as an immigrant in this country, you know, um, there are a lot of things, but it was always what not to do the next time and just kept moving forward, even before the next door was fully open. Mm -hmm. Just part of the story, but I can tell more stories later on. Yeah, you know, there are so many times um, in my life where I think about I took what for for me, in my mind, it was a leap. And it's like, um, but it's funny, I created this visual for myself years ago. I'll never forget. I was um, this was in 19. No, it was the year 2000. And I was I was um, not happy with the job that I was on. And I had worked there four years and it had been a really um, interesting four years, but it was an important time because that's when I really got to test out what I know, my metaphysical chops, right? (laughs) My Mm -hmm. manifestational chops. (laughs) So I manifested so much in my life from the year 1996 to 2000. And as a result, I was... Um, I was actively looking for another job. I had gone on some interviews and, you know, so I was already getting, ginning up momentum in the direction of that. And I had been thinking a lot about it. I want to say that's also when I created a job affirmation for myself. I may have been a year later, but um, because I switched jobs again at a year, about a year later. But at this time I, um, I was, I remember being at, at the company and I had taken all the steps that I could. And once I realized that no action was going to take, was going to be taken, taken by the people involved, not even HR, they just weren't willing to help with the situation. And I was just like, you know, I don't need to be here. There's someplace else that I can be that is really right for me. That's nothing like this because this can no longer be normal for me you know this can no no longer be my everyday experience and I remember sitting up at work and I was like today's gonna be my last day it was just a resolve it wasn't even a (laughs) frantic or panicked or Mm -hmm. I was just like yeah I don't think I need to come back in here on Monday (laughs) (laughs) and then my next thought was you know after I I wrote up a nice little I'm out of here note Sent it an email and I printed out a couple of copies for some friends of mine and put it on their desk chairs so they would see it when they came back to the office on Monday. And that was like my formal goodbye exercise. And then I remember sitting there, I was doing my work and was wrapping things up. And I was looking at the clock going, Do I even need to stay here for my whole shift? Like, you know, I'm already, I already know I'm not coming back. Like, do I even need to finish the day? <laughs> right. And I don't know that I, I don't know if I finished the day. I may have finished the day just to 
get that done. And, you know, and it was a quiet Friday and I was just doing other stuff. And so, um, sure enough, I, and I remember leaving and that Saturday morning I woke up and I was like, okay, universe, I just want two weeks off and I'll be in a new job. And literally two weeks later, I was working at a company that I didn't even know was hiring at the time that I made that claim. And I went to visit my um, aunt and she mentioned somebody else. One of my other aunts was there and they mentioned that the company they were working for were they were hiring and she gave me a number to call. And I called on Monday and I began interviewing and you know, and the rest is history. I, I've been on that job for, I've been working for that company or that, uh, that company was, they've merged several times since then, but I've been there since 2000 and it's 2021. I'll, I'll have 21 years with that company today, this year at the end of the summer, actually. And it's been amazing and it changed everything. Um, and I always think about that. And it's funny because the job I had that I left, I manifested that, that job in a similar way. And the job that I was on that I left at that time in 2000, it didn't even exist when I first got on with the company. I got hired with the company in a job that I really didn't want. And then two months later, they moved me to another department, which was better. And But I every day, every single day for four solid months, I would check that job board and or actually it wasn't quite four months. So it was like three and a half months because I kept checking the job board every night and people were like, what are you looking for? Those jobs don't, they don't post jobs like that in that department. And I knew what I wanted to do in what department I, I had already identified I wanted to work in. And they were saying, you know, oh, that's so silly. You know, they don't, they don't even have evening jobs over there, blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, three and a half months in every day, you know, at lunch, I would go check that board and that there was a job posted there and I was the first person interviewed and the only person hired for the position <laughs> for that job posting. Yeah. And exactly four months in, I was in the job that I wanted to be. And I worked that job for the next three and a half years. And then uh, my, my direct, my, um, my, I worked for a chief engineer and then he retired and then they got this other guy in who was a complete joke. And I was just like, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> and that's when I left. <laughs> But, you know, it totally served its purpose. It was right on time. It was everything that I needed at the time. It was, you know, so I think about all the times. And, and then I've done that within the company I'm in now, you know, even after getting that job the first time, six months in, or again, it was a lot less than that. So maybe four months in, I knew that I needed to be in another position that I had not come in in the best position for me. I'm just like, I'm totally underutilized. I need to make more money. And then within um, the, the week I made, I hit six months, I was getting a promotion to management. So it, it's just been a really amazing journey the whole time. And I've manifested promotion since I've gotten there <laughs> since, since then so you know sometimes we don't trust our own history we don't trust our own track record you can still come up on a time in your life when you're experiencing something and you then need to rely on your own power your resourcefulness because you're the source of all of it anyway and then we still have the nerve or the audacity to um, distrust our own history. You know, sometimes I tell people, 
when they're worried about, oh, I'm not, I'm going to have to find a job or I'm going to have to find a place to stay or I'm going to have to do this. I'm like, wait a minute, what's, what's your history? Have you ever not gotten a job? Have you ever gone through a time where you had to, where you were just completely resourceless? Like, even if you had times where you slept in your car and I don't really know a lot of people I hear a lot of stories about that kind of stuff but I don't know I don't really know people I know people who might have been worried that they might have to but it never really materialized that way you know they still or if the, if it did it was such a uh, short span of time because shortly thereafter something else moved in their favor um, but I'm like have you ever allowed yourself to starve you're still here, you know, you don't look anemic to me, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. think yeah. about how much you've actually supported yourself throughout your life. And if, if you know, and, and even as I'm saying this, because I'm in a, a similar type of position now where it's like, oh, no, I'm so done with this current experience the new experience is now time to materialize. And, but I'm also at the point where I'm willing to walk away and I don't care what's in front of me, you know, like I just know it's going to be better than this and it hasn't yet come completely clear. And, you know, we'll get into a, um, a, a routine where we want to wait for a clue. We want to wait for the answer to start to appear. We want to wait for a sign that something's happening and it's like no you haven't created that so what do you think you're waiting for you you're not waiting for it you're waiting for yourself to make a decision and to make a move so that the universe can then orchestrate the co cooperative components to match your move and it's not even so much just saying it too it's when you have the feeling of it like i know yes. a lot of times sometimes things will be said a certain way but there's a big difference between something that sounds like sounds good to do and it's mm -hmm. another situation when you need to do something like your energy, the energy that gets created within you to to take that first step in faith or whatnot. It's very different from it just being a, a nice novel idea or a good thought. Exactly. Um, and, you know, this ties into what you were talking to uh, on a previous podcast about the law of detachment. Yes. See, if you ask me, faith and the law of detachment coincide with each other. Oh, they're the same thing. The, 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 yeah, the, yeah. When a person truly learns to let, just let go mm -hmm. and just know that what will work out, like you said, the history, anybody at this moment in time can look back and see all of these times where they thought that there wasn't going to be a tomorrow. Like, yeah. how am I going to get through this? This is the end. This right. is the end. <laughs> and somehow, to your point, you always made it to the next thing the next yes. thing too like i'll never forget one one of my biggest ones was uh when i started to you know grow my business or whatnot and i literally was busting my behind working on saturdays it was just it was brutal in the beginning but mm -hmm. again that's the norm when you're you're building a business and i'll never forget that um i had to go see this client and they were living all the way in use in Eustis, Florida. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't even have gas to get out there. Mm. So I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me just try something. And sure enough, uh, I'm driving and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna have to ask my mom for money because I don't have anything. Like at that moment, right. the accounts were had the negative red. So yeah. I was I couldn't borrow anything, everything's maxed out. I'm like, oh man, I just gotta, you know, I'm yeah. gonna call my mom. So I said, Hey mom, uh, can you meet me at a gas station <laughs> down in right. downtown? Because I'm from here, I gotta go to Eustis and I got this client. And I knew the client potential was great, 
But mm-hmm. I, w- I didn't have any guarantees because I'm going out there to see these people. But yeah. sure enough, on the lowest time with no gas, that client ended up being one of my biggest clients ever. I, love it. Ooh, and, I just uh, got commission, goosebumps. <laughs> Commission-wise. And and, yeah. the, and, and and it goes to – and that's just one of now many that I personally know and other people. But when you said the history part is true, anytime you've been right at that where you think you're back – you know, you're against the wall and there's no mm-hmm. way out, there always is – if you just keep acting, I think one of the things that I will tell people is don't even think about it. That's the that, sometimes the thinking yeah. is what messes you up. Like just totally. act on it. Just act. Yes. Matter of fact, even even you know, uh, it's just act. I, I yeah. swear. If there's one thing I can summarize sometimes for people, even for myself, is the the moment you start putting thought into it, you will literally work your way out of it. And sometimes <laughs> in the wrong yep. way. Exactly. <laughs> in the, in the wrong exactly. Way. You don't think need, too hard. Yeah, just yep. act. If you just act, it's just, it's amazing how the path will be laid out for you if you just continue to act. Don't even think, just just be, just go, just act. Yep. And the rest always takes care of itself. And again, that ties into faith, ties into the law of detachment. It's just, it's an incredible thing when you start doing it. And then what happens later on down the road, you have so many stories that you already know that anytime something comes up, you, you don't even doubt it. You're just like, oh, I know what's going to happen. I know how to fix this situation. Even without knowing how to do it, it's already exactly. done. <laughs> exactly. Even if you're, even if you leave the situation crying, I have a story about that. I'm not going to tell right now, but <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have to yeah. do with a job, but a job was impacted by it because I was, um, it had to do with the relationship, but I knew it's like walking away is the only option right now. Like nothing else was going to fix it. And so I had to do that. And the rest, I mean, what happened within like one or two months later were just incredible. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I would have missed all this, all these blessings had I stayed in something that was going to be painful (laughs) to stay in. Right. So I mentioned something earlier that I didn't fully explain. Um, I created a visualization for myself back in the late nineties and it was the visual of me. Like I can close my eyes and see it right now. It's like, I'm standing in front of this ladder and this ladder goes all the way up into the clouds and I can't see where it is. And I'm on this ladder and this ladder is my life. And every single step I take is a movement up. And what's funny is I remember thinking like I, um, I, I remember when I left my husband back in, um, uh, ooh, 96, I, w- I was, as far as I was concerned, I was a rock bottom. I just, I left with my car with $200 in my pocket and what I could get in my car plus my kids in the, in the car seats in the back. So, you know, that takes up a lot of room. <laughs> so it wasn't a whole lot. It was a little hatchback car. Um, but that was it. I, I was starting over completely. And so when I, you know, and I, I didn't have a job, I didn't have, um, I, you know, I had to get, like, get everything when I got to Chicago, because I came back to Chicago at that time. So I remember creating this visualization for myself that I'm on this ladder. And I was like, all right, every incremental step I make, every improvement I make in my life, that becomes my new flu. That becomes my new bottom rung. Like I never go back. I never move backwards. I never regress. I only advance. And so in my mind, I can't take a step that's going to take me back. I can only take steps that 
And, and that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm careful about the steps I take. Cause like I said, I will walk off a job and not have anything lined up and be like, okay, I'm out. I know my future is bright. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how it goes, you know, and amazing things happen. And it's always major improvement over whatever the last experience is, because I've already defined my path in the way that says I always move forward. Every step I take advances my life in significant ways. You know, I'm always making way more money. I'm always in a better situation. I'm always in a beautiful setting. I'm always working with people that I love. I always have beautiful relationships in my life. I, You know what I mean? So it always just gets better and better and better. I've never made a move like that. That was a compromise of any sort. It was always this amazing um advanced move so you can set it up that way for yourself it's all about how you're defining what's happening and how you're defining what is going to happen and you don't have to have now you know we're living in this time right now where this is tricky business or it can seem like tricky business to someone who's not used to applying this information because we have people who are trying to rewrite history. That's different. That stuff's the past. That's old news. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist, but I'm not about to lie to myself about how it went. <laughs> so, because I am aware that however it went at that time, that has informed how I now want my future to go. So if you're honest with yourself about who you are and where you've been and what you've done and, and are able to release it enough, you got to forgive it all. You got to forgive the people. No one's done you wrong. Nobody's out to get you and, and do your best to not be out to get yourself. Cause some of us have really deep patterns of self-sabotage, you know, as long as you're not constantly setting yourself up for failure learn what it begins to what it needs to look like to set yourself up for success for every choice you make make choices that honor yourself Uh, make self-honoring choices that that's an important part of creating um, a life that you love and moving toward improvement it's necessary it's required really I'm not sure why you would even choose to do it the other way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everything is under that necessity of constantly expanding and proving. Yes. You know. Yes. So um, building on what Miguel said earlier on about detachment, I was thinking about detachment and was amazing that he spoke about it. Mm-hmm. And what I found that I've been, able to detach easily from stuff when I made my mind up or came to the resolve okay time to move to the next level like when I was in Trinidad and decided okay I'm gonna just get rid of everything and I'm migrate and I'm going someplace else and then when I left those other countries I'm going to the next place it was just easy for me to make those decisions and detach easily from the places things and everything I just gave everything away okay Come get whatever you want. I'm gone. Uh (laughs) You know, and I I moved on. Now, even when I arrived in the States, lived in New York for a while, then I went to Florida, then I went back to New York, and then I came to North Carolina. But at that time, I decided, okay, 
um, I was a job offer. I came to a job offer in North Carolina, but I decided I was going to stay in a hotel for a while, but I wanted to have my own place. I did not want to move into an apartment. I just said the intention that I wanted to get this place. Now, mind you, I just had a job offer and did not have a whole lot of credit history and everything else, but I had said the intention that that's what I wanted. Now, after about a few months, still living in a hotel with my child, decided I wanted this place. Mm-hmm. I got laid off, but I was still determined I wanted a place. And it manifested. I yep. was looking at places and everything. It manifested. I got a place. And when I got that place, I did not have a job at the time, also in on in theory. Mm-hmm. But I, I got a place. And just um, I have, in terms of certain intentions, yes. you know, yes. a lot of things has happened. And um, setting the intention, being tunnel vision, being focused. Absolutely. And, you know, doing things. And I've walked off of jobs not knowing where the next thing is going to happen, what next is going to happen to take care of my child and I. So yep. this applies not only to jobs, but as Nico explained, to relationships and different aspects of your life. Absolutely. When you come to that resolve that it is time, it's not healthy. And I did that also in my relationship. I decided, okay, it is time to leave. I need to be the example for my child because children yes. live what they see, not what you tell them. Exactly. To do. So I decided, okay, I had to be the example for my child. She had to understand, okay, certain things were not acceptable. Mm -hmm. And I made a decision to, you know, leave the relationship. At that time, I was undocumented, couldn't get a job as such. But Mm -hmm. I was trusting it would all work out, packed everything up, put it in storage. And I took my child and said, okay, stay by a couple of friends Mm -hmm. until I was able to move to the next level. And things work out, but I've always known once you make the decision, everything lines up for you. And that was before knowing anything about law of attraction or anything. I've always known, just make that decision. You kind of be in the middle of the road back and forth. You've got to make that decision. And that's what I've always done throughout my life. I make that decision. And once I made that decision, everything lined up. So I made a decision. I left. Um, my child and I stayed by a couple of friends from time to time. And eventually I was able to get my papers and whatnot. And not too long after that, I was able to get a home and things were able to happen. You know, I also wanted to be able to work from home so that I can take care of her as opposed to working the normal nine to five. I did try that from time to time. But however, because of the certain skill sets that I had, I was able to work from home and mm-hmm. was able to accomplish that, manifest that for a long time until she went off to college. And um, some other things has happened. And I also, at that time, after that relationship, I realized that the strength and everything that I needed had to come from within me, mm-hmm. had to come from within me. So that's when I went inside of me for that strength. And that's when I also started reading the different books. I was introduced to one of the books, Wayne Dyer, The Four Agreements and those different things. And Iana, um, The Value in the Valley more than mm-hmm. anything else. That was one of the biggest books for me yeah. at the time that really helped me. 
and but understanding most importantly that whatever you need is really inside of you it's not external mm-hmm. and just building on that I was able to build and build and eventually I came across the secret and the different things and understood how to more consciously and intentionally do things yep and still on that part not perfect still trying to get to mastery I able to pivot and do things a little better but still on that part and learning and understanding that the decision has to be made. Once Absolutely. it's made, everything lines up. So I'm still struggling other aspects of my life. Certain parts are easier to do and mm-hmm. other parts are harder, <laughs> yep. like everything else. But at least the awareness, the self-awareness is there. And that's the first step, the self-awareness so that you can make the change and <laughs> actually direct your path. You know, I'll add this really quick to what you're saying, because, Nicole, you mentioned about the look at history and it's always worked out when your back has been up, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, what's interesting, too, is how many times have either of you, because I know it's happened to me, felt that once you actually got into or you took that leap of faith, you realized, oh, my God, I should have did this sooner. <laughs> yes. what yeah. Is faster? <laughs> like, what was I so worried about? You know what I mean? Totally. Like, why was I so afraid <laughs> yeah, Why to was do I waiting on this? Like, exactly. this feels so great. Like, what? Exactly. Like, those oh are goodness. the ones I also, that helped me to get to that place faster, to be honest. So when yes. you talk about, like, building that faith and you're, and you're, and you're getting better at it and you're, you're not having to think so much anymore because you're like, no, 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 I got this. Yeah. That really helped me get there when I was like, Oftentimes, when I finally get there, I'm wondering why didn't I get here sooner? Like, <laughs> there was nothing to fear. There was nothing to be worried about. You know? Yeah. Like, seriously. Seriously. Even, right. Or acting on the impulse. You know, how many times do you get an idea, or you say something to yourself like, "I should call so and so," or "I should I should work on my resume right my resume right now." I should get up and go to the library. You know, how many times do you get a nudge that you don't take action on and you don't even recognize that that nudge is leading you to something? Um, And I had to learn to trust all those ideas, no matter how out of the blue they seemed. Like, why would I do that? Like, who would, you know, because sometimes you'll question it, you know, or you'll just dismiss it and go, oh, I'm just being silly. I'm thinking, you know, whatever. But it's like, no, it's funny. I pulled some cards for myself last night um, because I was like, all right, it's Friday night. I don't want to wake up with this. I just want to clear a little bit, get some clarity. And I knew what I was going to do when I woke up because I know how to self-soothe. I know how to give myself a pep talk. You know, I and I tell people all the time because it's just so true. I'm really good at talking people off the ledge because I do it for myself every day. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, all right, I'm on the ledge. I got to get off this ledge. Like, and, you know, I've actually supported a couple of other people recently to leave the the team and and branch out and do and and they're great now they're calling me and they're like i'm so glad i did that and i'm like yeah now it's my turn (laughs) you know um and then not letting other people impact your your belief that it can be you know if you and and this is where detachment is critical oh my goodness If you are waiting for something to come to you through a particular avenue of supply, you're totally setting yourself up. Like, don't do it. It's 
it's a recipe for disappointment, right? Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't mean that what you want can't come from that avenue, but if that's the only one you're invested in, if that's the only one you're looking for, you're not noticing all the other things that may be lined up and possible for you. And I'm open to what it, you know, I, so how about this? I remember um, I had left a technical job, but my skills were not as, so I left a job where I was working in a chemistry lab. Well, it was um, an engineering lab, but I was working on a lot of the um, chemical analysis stuff. And then I had a counterpart who he was a teammate there at that same job who was working on a lot of technical stuff. So he was writing programs and he was doing mechanical testing and stuff. Well, he got a different, we both left the company the same week and we both got hired at this new company. He had a completely different path at the new company. He got a different job. Like he started out in a management position or whatever, cause he could program and do all this stuff. I didn't have those what I was thinking of at the time as a hard skill, because I'm like, well, they don't need any chemical analysis at the phone company, but, <laughs> <you know? laughs> but I still had great technical aptitude and I had other ability that I wasn't, or I just wasn't um, able to articulate as well. So it turns out that I was able to determine once I got there, then no, I have that I have a similar level of technical aptitude and I was able to apply it. I became a, a, a system administrator. I just didn't know their systems at the time. I had never seen them before. So I came into this environment that I did not know anything about and was able to be one of the best system administrators for these particular applications that they had for like the next seven years. And it was awesome. And I loved it. And, you know, and I was like, wow, this is cool because, this uses the best of my abilities, even though it wasn't something I even knew existed in a way that it could when I wanted to do it. And sometimes you don't know what you don't know. You just know that oh, there's some, all you need to do is tell yourself there's work out there that I will thoroughly enjoy that will make the best possible use of my abilities and skills that people will appreciate. And they are eager to find someone who will love doing this, you know, and you bring that all together and you don't have to have the specifics in mind when you're making that request. The universe already knows what those specifics are. The universe knows that there's already 50 different places you could go work today in 50 different areas and, and apply. And you know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to have all those details. You have to just allow the universe to fill in that for you and have a, a detachment to know that there's a result I can have that's just going to be glorious and fun and I can be well compensated for it and it's going to fit my lifestyle and my interests and abilities really well and it's going to be in an environment that I love working with and for people that I love and leave it at that and then let the universe tell you how and, and where and when and just be open and receptive and then take everything at, at you know as it comes you are in the field of pure potentiality as, yes. uh, as the book says you know uh, yeah. you, uh, even, seven spiritual laws of success yes, yes. yes. the field of pure potentiality like everything at this moment is just waiting for you to ask or yes. take that step but 
you can create whatever you want at any given time feeling absolutely. and physically so yes yeah, up to you <laughs> it's all in your mind it's all to you yeah absolutely Always. and make Always. no mistake this talk is this talk is for me today like <laughs> i'm you know what i'm saying i was this is kind of the pep talk i was giving like hold the phone <laughs> i create my own reality this is my world yeah. these people don't determine my fate and i don't let other people determine my fate <laughs> you know um and nothing that's going on in my current um, um, environment has anything to do with me and my personal possibilities. Yep. Everything yeah. is available to me. Your life yeah. is an inside job. It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> All day long, job. man. <laughs> it is. It is indeed. It is indeed. Mm-hmm. And you decide what you give energy to and what you do not give energy to because what you give energy and focus to is what becomes more of. Yes. Um, and so where I'm going, but gets more airtime now. Yeah, exactly. And as you were saying that, um, I was thinking about the times when I used to use MapQuest, when I would be going out um, to these different places to work. Um, I had my daughter in the car with me and she was her job to read the directions for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have a problem um, it's always been all my life, not knowing it's a powerful my... claim to make. <laughs> okay, but in terms of when I say a problem, it is not really a problem. It's something that I've lived with all my life, not doing my left hand for my right hand. So that's something I've grown accustomed to. It has not deterred me in any way or anything as such. Mm-hmm. So it's still not a problem as such. Some people think it as a problem, but so m- many times she would tell me, Mommy, make a left turn or make a right turn. I would make a wrong turn. Mm. And she would get annoyed, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, I don't need my yeah. child getting upset with me, whatever, you know. Right. So that's when I went and got a GPS. That's eventually the GPS came into, you know, being yeah. and it was not popular. So that's when yeah, I got a GPS. So I said, okay, the GPS would just tell me the next way to go. It wouldn't get mad at me. And Abraham speaks about it all the time, mm-hmm. you know. So <laughs> it wouldn't I, get mad. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> you know, make a right, mommy, you know, and I no, make a left, just... you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh even all of my life, if somebody tells me that if I have to look, there's a mole in my finger, I have to look so I could determine exactly which my left and my right hand. Mm-hmm. But what I'm driving at is that you have your internal GPS mm-hmm. and it does not get mad at you. So when you get those nudges to do things and you don't do it, it comes back again. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they say, you know, if you miss the ship, you know, the ship is gone. No, another ship would come and another ship would come. And it's the same with the nudges and your intuition. Yeah. So understanding that you have guidance all the time and it's your emotion and it's your, uh, your emotions and that's your GPS. And understanding when it feels good, when it feels bad, and you learn to tune in and listen to it, it would always lead you the right way and help you make the right decision. Yeah, you know, than anything else. I learned something recently from Bashar that just when I heard it, I was like, whoa. Um, They were saying that our inner being is always focused on um, the best version of things, right? The possible, Mm -hmm. the possibility is they're always focused on 
your win in a situation. However, you know, we think that we're the only ones suffering, but that's not true. (laughs) Yeah. When you suffer with us, they do like they're feeling (laughs) all of that. So if you're putting yourself through changes, if you're anxious all the time, if you're, you know, they, they feel it too. They feel the physical pain. They fit. They are feeling all of it with you. They are simply not choosing to stay focused on it. And I was like, whoa, if people knew they were dragging their souls with them. But, 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 but you know something, Nicole? Nicole yeah. This is very, very, I think, important to say, because if we're talking about how taking a step in faith, when one door closes, another one opens, and mm-hmm. you, know, you look back at your history every time you made it, if there's one thing that I could really say would help you, because it's helped me immensely, is we're all talking about all the inner things we can do. You know, mm-hmm. you read the book, it teaches us this, Abraham, Bashar, all yeah. But, but but knowing that there's also this intelligence, this higher power yes. that's assisting you along the way, yes. you can really start to understand that and play yes. with that, which I have. That ultimately takes the remaining amount of worry and doubt away altogether. Because I don't yeah. have that at all. Like, yeah, it's it's gone. A portion of it's gone because of everything I've read, I've practiced, what life has thrown at me to be like, oh my God, this stuff does work. But mm-hmm. I will say... That knowing that there's something greater than us that's watching with us, call it angels, guides, loved ones, intuition, your emotional guidance. There's so many titles for it. But whatever mm-hmm. that that is, if it's with us, like you said, along with us, along the way, holding our hand, watching out for us, then there's really nothing to worry about. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. So true. In regards to that, I'm always in awe and appreciation when I stop at a traffic light mm-hmm. or I'm driving on the highways and I'm looking at everything, how it moves mm-hmm. in coordination, I'm thinking, oh yes. my God, mm-hmm. imagine if somebody wasn't together yeah. or out of their mind, the, the disaster, the things that could happen. Yes, air traffic always, control. And, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm always marveling how Everything is orchestrated, how everything works, and mm-hmm. I'm part of it. I'm always yes. doing that, and I'm always appreciating it. Always, always, always. And with that, I tell myself, I don't have to worry about a lot of stuff. I just have to understand yeah. I'm part of this grand, this grand scheme, this grand thing, and just keep my mind right, you Absolutely. know, and understand that that's all it takes. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. I'm always in awe, always, yeah. always, mm-hmm. and especially at traffic lights and stuff like that. And I'm always, I'm thinking, wow, we are all in this together. Yep. When we you are, are right, your together. world is right. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It, it even reminds me of this one little passage um, that, that's in the Bible. It's like, you know, look at the birds in the air. They don't till nor harvest their own land, yet your father in heaven takes care of them. How much more important are you? And that hones in on that very thing. Like the birds don't wake up and start meditating. They're not saying a prayer. They're not, <laughs> right. you know, they don't have a call list of things to do. They right. just get up and act. Yes. They, Be just, birds. Just, right. They just, right. So I told my son, you know, just act, do this, you know. And um, I, have, I love the saying, it says, God gives every bird their worm, but he doesn't place it in their nest. And I have yet to see thousands of birds dead on the street so that means something or someone is providing it for them but yet we're the higher species from we're the higher 
you know, degree on the food chain. So if they're being taken well, care for whatever that, they need. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I got to. That's the story we keep telling ourselves. That's actually not accurate. <laughs> we are not at the top of any food chain. <laughs> well, what I mean is, what I mean is a, bur- a bird yeah. is not, you know, going to the grocery store and like, okay, I got to do no, this. It's, it's not a civilized being, which is, uh, we need to have an entire session on that alone. Um, the definition of civilization but the birds are are completely natural they are 100% intuitive which is a powerful thing to Mm -hmm. be you know every animal in the kingdom every species in the kingdom the trees know how to grow they know how to nourish themselves they know how Mm -hmm. to bloom in some you know in spring and they know when to release their leaves there is infinite intelligence all around us that we disregard as lower and it's like but we're the ones screwing it all up they got it they know what to do (laughs) and that's and that's my point it's my point is like you don't even need to look at anything intricate or make it complicated. If you just look at a bird yes. or to like Betty's, you know, she's like, look at the world function. I myself yeah. here in Florida, just seeing the sun yes. going up, yes. and seeing that mm-hmm. grand thing. And like clockwork, yes. every day it's on schedule. It doesn't miss a beat. It doesn't yep. show up yeah. late. <laughs> you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? So, and it just holds its place. We're, it. we're moving relative to it. You know what I mean? Like even mm-hmm. when you think about all of the aspects of it that that have to uh, have to work just perfectly for things to happen it's amazing that so much goes right exactly exactly you know what i remember this as you were talking now there was a time in my life when i hadn't made that great decision as yet mm-hmm. to get out of the situ- situation and i was sick mm. I couldn't walk. I had plantar fresh. I, I can't say that. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, yep. that. And I can't remember what else, but I was going to the doctors. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with me and everything. They thought I had all kind of rheumatism, fever, everything. But that's because I had not made that decision mm-hmm. as yet. I was living in torment, tormenting myself understanding that I needed to leave, but was afraid to make that step. And I couldn't walk. And it, what's amazing, I'm thinking about it now, It's it was the symptom. It was mm-hmm. the symptom of actually what was going on internally, what was manifesting in my disease yeah. at the time. Absolutely. That's amazing. It's yeah. Everything has a vibrational yes. basis. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then after I made that decision, everything went away like magic. <laughs> of course, you release everything went away you like magic. You switch yeah. your channel. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it's like you. I mean, I love the the analogy of um, the electricity and the light switch on the wall. Yeah, you know that electricity is always flowing. It's always in the air. It's always around us. It's always mm-hmm. being harnessed. It is. You can't stop it. But what you can do is you can introduce resistance with that off switch. You put up a block and then it can't flow. And the minute you flip that switch and release the resistance, if the flow continues, it doesn't, it doesn't get created at that point. It simply continues because it's, it's still flowing. Even when it's in its blocked state, it's just not flowing easily (laughs) or, or fluidly, you know? Um, and I was like, wow, that is really, really it is. powerful. 
You you okay. sent something on Facebook the other day, which I thought was perfect, and it came from Aaron, which was mm-hmm. when your desire is strong and your resistance is slight, yes. your world gets really, really good fast. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. perfect. It yeah. really is. Yeah. It really is. Perfect. It is. It really it is. is. And I think I think that's a probably a great place to wrap it up for today. Just know that you always have a choice. You always have the power. Everything is always, always, always working out for you. Just don't make it wait too long. Yes. <laughs> By believing that it won't. Yeah, do- yeah, doors are always opening, closing. You don't got to worry about that. It's happening all the time. Yeah, and yeah. the title Just of act. this episode is "When One Door Closes." Period. You don't have to have an open door to make a move just make the decision mm-hmm. just make that decision just make that decision yes yes beautiful awesome all right i think we're good for today happy manifesting everyone and we'll see you next time Take thank care. you for joining us bye-bye Wow, we've reached the end of another episode of the Akasha Hana Frequency Forum Podcast. Thank you for co-creating with us today. Remember, you create your reality, so create deliberately. You can follow Akasha Hana on Instagram, Facebook, and at www.akashohana.com. And also, get a chance, you can catch Ashua Nicole, myself, and Apostle on the Cool Ass Conversations podcast. Stay cool, soul family.